The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss one of the most debated facets of digital marketing, channel attribution. Joining us again is Scott Vaughn, who is the Chief Marketing Officer of Integrate, which provides enterprise B2B companies with a software automation layer for top-of-funnel marketing, which converts their target audiences into engaged prospects. Outside of his role managing Integrate's marketing efforts, Scott is a regular contributor to various publications, including CMO.com and MarTech Today, and was named a top MarTech influencer by Afino in 2017. Yesterday, Scott shared his views on the role of attribution in a marketing organization, and today we're going to continue that discussion, focusing primarily on what attribution means in the B2B space. Here's the second part of our interview with Scott Vaughn, the CMO of Integrate. Scott, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Hey, hey, here we go, huh? Part two, we're off and running. And yesterday we talked about a couple of very high-level topics. You know, what is marketing attribution? How should you think about brand activities and direct response being horizontally and vertically aligned in terms of roles and responsibilities? I think it was a really great conversation. I'm excited to have you back on the show. And I want to talk a little bit more about specifically the B2B space. How do you think about channel attribution in B2B and and how has your strategy for building your B2B marketing efforts changed as you've matured in your career? Boy, attribution, the holy grail. And I do think it's broader than just channel attribution. It's attribution programs and investments and a lot of different things. But attribution is just essential part of being able to measure what's working and what's not. And to mature in that point where you can say, if I put a dollar in, how much do I get out? And then using all those metrics and the data that you have today to be able to adjust those. I believed heavily in that a decade ago. I definitely, as technology came into marketing, aggressively bought into it. I was a brand and product marketer by trade and really bought into the whole idea of revenue marketing and demand marketing. And attribution became so important. So I think we've made some good moves in strides in being able to measure. I think sometimes attribution can have unintended consequences. In other words, we've gotten too precise. And my philosophy has been a couple of things. One is measure to get better every day, not to prove your value. That 
is one of the things I've learned probably the most. And you go into business reviews or a board meeting, we become obsessed with showing and proving something because it's our role versus understanding what the data is telling us and what the attribution metrics are telling us and therefore improving. I think a lot of marketing teams could get better saying, hey, here's what we've learned through attribution and the data. So therefore, here's what we're changing. I think that's one of the big things that I've seen adjust around attribution. There's a balance here because you want to measure to get better and show the truth. On the flip side, as a marketer, when things aren't going well, you're the first one to go. So I kind of understand why a lot of marketers are always on the lookout to try to prove the value of the strategy that they've implemented. How do you balance showing that you're adding value and that you're, as the CMO, picking the right course as opposed to being open and honest about what has worked and what hasn't? That's a fine line and 100% right that you have to be able to show progress and improvement towards the goal and contribution. That has become the norm. And ironically, I'm in the B2B tech space. And when you talk to recruiters today, they're actually looking for storytellers, people who can drive a narrative. The difference is not that you have to be able to tell a story, but you have to be able to do that in a way that uses data to tell that story. So it's a very interesting time for us in B2B in that we have to be able to inject brand, we have to be able to tell a story and a narrative, and we also have to be able to use data to do it. And I think combining those things is important. You can oversteer both ways where I don't have any data to show you what we're doing or how it's working or not working, or I'm not delivering results. And the other side of oversteering is, That's great. You've dialed it down so tight. No one knows what we really do and what we stand for. So it's finding that balance that I find that is right. And I think the value of brand and storytelling, ironically, in this era where we have so much data and so much more ability to measure, I think you see the rise of that and getting that balance back in check. I think there's a third component there. There's the relationship component and working with your leadership your board, if you're more junior than being a CMO, it's working with your marketing management to know that you are doing your best to not only learn what's happening, to be honest and open, pick the right strategy, but telling the honest truth about what the performance is. And building that relationship and that trust is always important. And it requires you being honest about what you are capable and what you know and what you're still trying to figure out. I think that's absolutely correct and the right way to go. If you try to pull data to try to prove your point, it may be a short-term relief and a good feeling, but remember that story is going to continue at next month's review or next quarter business review, the next board meeting, whatever it is. So you have to be able to connect the dots and say, hey, last time we said we were going to focus on this. Here's what we know now. Here's what we're doing about it. And here's where we're going to go next. And I think that's where attribution can help tremendously to understand what's working, what's not working. And that's why I don't over-engineer on the channel attribution, because there's a few things there that I've learned in B2B. There are diminishing returns. And I'll give you a real-world example. We were working with a customer who I'm stealing this all from, but they were really heavy on LinkedIn and Facebook. I'm talking about they moved buckets of money into that. And they got to a certain point, and it was about the million and a half dollar mark where it was diminishing returns. They'd hit the load where 
they couldn't get the type of engagement and conversions that they needed. So now what do I do? I can attribute it to that, but I have to go somewhere else. So where else do I go and where do I put that money? And that's where attribution can help. All right, we're going to test and try this channel or connect it to a live event channel. And I think that's where attribution can be very, very helpful. It can guide and steer you. It helps understand what's working and kind of when you also hit a wall. And that's so important to watch. It's interesting. You bring up the idea, you know, obviously when you get to being overexposed in a channel or a practice of marketing, you need to have other tricks in your bag to be able to rely on. So to me, what we're talking about is getting towards figuring out what your testing budget should be and being able to learn to constantly be evaluating and integrating new marketing efforts into your mix. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. How do you think about how much to invest in mature channels when you're getting to the point of diminishing returns and what your channel cultivation strategy is? Well, we're at a high growth software company at Integrate. So I can tell you, we put 15 to 20% of our budget into new stuff at minimum. You have to be trying new channels. And that all starts with fundamental marketing, going out and understanding where your key decision makers, where they're going, what they turn to, all of those pieces. I think you have to have a pretty high percentage around innovation and testing today. And that's just not new stuff, but that's new capabilities that may be unleashed in digital channels or event channels. Certainly, you may have to invest a bit more in the technology or additional data that you may need. Education for your team. Massively. I'm so glad you brought that up. That's probably our biggest challenge. You have to have people who understand what to do and what not to do. And I don't mean down to every detail, but they can let attribution and data be their guide, but they also have to be very savvy on the market and know how to use some of these newer capabilities and programs. 
So talk to me a little bit about how you actually implement your attribution model. I know you said you weren't a huge fan of going on the channel basis, but normally what I would ask here is, okay, well, how are you assigning value to each channel? How are you putting your attribution model together? There's a couple layers that we look at when we look at attribution. You start with the outcomes of what you're trying to achieve. In our world, for example, we have a number that we have to hit. One of our key metrics is the number of qualified meetings that marketing can generate. So we start by being able to measure either direct attribution or how much each of the activities has contributed to influencing and give that a score. And that becomes, we have a good level of exactly what's happening in the activities, what contributed, and we use a more general formula. And what I'm saying is, We don't dial it down to the detail and say, this is our formula because it worked. And the difference for us is we typically have 10 to 15 different decision makers within each account. And we use more of an account-based strategy to go after that. So that model allows us then to define, hey, if these are the 10 people at the table, these are the channels that we go where they go, and this is what's working. We're able then to tie that back to the outcome. I'm curious to hear a little bit more about the model. And I understand that you're doing this on kind of an ABM style where you have a collection of people that are going to influence whether you have a customer or not. You're working with big enterprise companies, right? There's 10 people that have to sign off on a large relationship like working with Integrate. One person read a white paper. One person went to an event. One person, you know, we had an in-person meeting. Are you assigning a score to each one of those activities or how does this model work? So we mapped out a customer journey of typically the stages that somebody's gone through at an account level. What are the things that have to happen for a sign-off to happen on a marketing technology like Integrate? So when you do a staged-based activity, we've gone through and looked at what activity in the past has been done within that stage. Did they go to an event? Did they attend one of our webinars? Did they go to an industry event? How much content was consumed at an account level, not just an individual level? How many drinks did they have at the Christmas party? (laughs) Hey, if we could do that, that'd be serious attribution. (laughs) We'll file those away in the brand building bucket. But you see, that's different than channel attribution. Mm -hmm. That is stage attribution of what activities is helping move the pipeline because our main metric is getting them to meetings and qualified opportunities. By the way, not that marketing doesn't own, we now are putting in place in 2019, the whole customer journey and being able to serve and upsell and cross-sell and better sell our existing customers. That's going to be a new addition for a high-growth software company like Integrate. But today, in our past, we've used all that activity to understand what's helping people move through. That's the measurement part of it. We also regularly do interviews and ask people, once they become a customer, what really made a difference for you? Those kinds of things also guide investment as well. So there is a qualitative layer to this that you add in to be able to move the needle. But state attribution is critical for us as a high growth software using account-based strategy in B2B. Yeah, I think that that's a really smart approach in the sense of asking your existing customers what was impactful to them as they were going through the sales and onboarding process, right? When you were marketing to them, what had value? And then taking what they say is valuable and assigning it into a model for future customers. 
I feel like I have a similar approach to brand building where you go and talk to your prospective customers and ask them what are the things that they want in a product. And then you go back and you build your product around what their needs are, right? Like talking to the end consumers and then going back and building something that's going to satisfy them. Well, it might feel like a backwards approach, showing them something and saying, how do you feel about this? I think that's exactly right in B2B. We can do that. We're not trying to sell millions of consumers. We're trying to sell 50 to 80 accounts a year in net new. So you can be more hands-on and you ask people what made the difference. And I'm often surprised. It may have started with a sparked idea from a blog, or it may have started from, I really like the way that you guys approached and came in advised and you use that workbook to help us frame it. Or that business case calculator that you guys used through your process was immensely helpful in me communicating to the stakeholders why this was a good investment. So by doing some dissection and reflection, that also can inform your attribution and where you put your emphasis. And that's, I think, a little bit different in B2B than it is in B2C. When you think about attribution, I feel like most of our conversation has been talking about net new, right? Doing customer acquisition. But when you're thinking about retention and re-engagement, do you use different attribution models? Are you thinking about attribution or is that something that a customer success team is really responsible for? Well, I'll tell you in next year's podcast, because it's probably our number one strategy in 2019 to help grow this great base of customers at Integrate. We've got some incredible smart teams that use our solution. That's a big push. So what we've been doing there is talking to customers about what types of information do they want to see and would be helpful in them advancing their adoption and use of the Integrate solution in context to everything else that they're doing. And that's informing us where to spend our time. Should we have a newsletter? Should we do how-to webinars? Where should we put the emphasis on? And then we can measure the impact because we have a Marketo marketing automation for net new. We have Salesforce to kind of manage the customer of record. But we also use Gainsight, which is our customer health and the way we manage the customer engagement and understanding kind of where they are. And then we can use that data to drive what we do and to measure. So the measure on customers, obviously, upsell and revenue and cross-sell and expansion, those are three different metrics, but also net dollar retention, NDR stats are extremely important for that. And then there's a qualitative one that's not attribution, but I want to bring it up because that's your NPS score. Would you recommend integrate? So all of those things together have to be taken into a factor. But I just love the fact that you ask about customer marketing, not because we're doing it, but because I hear it all the time. Because it's the direction you're headed. Yeah. Okay. Any last words as we're thinking about attribution for B2B companies? Any advice for the marketers who are just starting to think about attribution and maybe resources where they should look to learn more about it? So just very quick, attribution is very important. It's smart. But if you don't start with the outcomes and be able to map into those, it's really going to be very difficult and a losing proposition. The second thing I've learned is measure to be open and honest. Don't try to make the data do something it's not saying to prove your value, but to get better and identify your gaps and learn from that every day. And whatever you do, don't take attribution to get credit. Use attribution for that intelligent, that insight that's going to give you direction of where to go. Uh, if you use it to show how great you are, how much you contributed, you're not going to win a lot of fans. I learned that the hard way. <laughs> 
what I'm hearing is stop changing the accesses on your graph to show how great you're doing and be open and honest <laughs> with what's actually happening. Well summarized, my friend. All right. Scott, thank you so much for being our guest. It's an honor to have you on the show and we'd love to have you back sometime. Thank you so much. I enjoyed it. Okay. That wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks again to Scott Vaughn, CMO of Integrate for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about Scott, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You could tweet him at Scott A. Vaughn, S-C-O-T-T-A-V-A-U-G-H-A-N. Or you can visit his company's website at integrate.com, I-N-T-E-G-R-A-T-E. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, hey, don't worry about it. We've got you covered. Just head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and the contact information for all of our guests. If you're a subscriber to the MarTech Podcast, thanks for being a member of our community. We always want to hear from you. So we've created benjshap.com slash question, where you can send us your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. My handle is benjshap on LinkedIn, Twitter, basically every social media platform on the planet. If you haven't subscribed yet and you want a weekly stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we've got great episodes lined up for you. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.